We have been doing a, a series called The Fruit of the Spirit. Uh, Paul was trying to talk to a, uh, the Galatians, a, a new church, and, and they were getting a little confused over what is the spirit of the heart and what, is, uh, what are the actions, because they had other people tell them that they had to, in order for, to win uh, God's favor, you had to do this and this and this and this. And Paul was saying that it has nothing to do with that, really. It has what to do with your heart. You can do this and this and this, but if you don't feel it in your heart, you're not going to enjoy the connection with God. And so what we've done, we've uh, taken this verse right here, and we've been preaching on it for a while now. Uh, it's Galatians uh, 5, to 23. It says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so far, we have covered love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and generosity. And today, we are talking about faithfulness. Now, if you want to look back on those, we, have, uh, we record all of our, our sermons, and they're all on YouTube. So if you want to go back and look at any of those, you feel free to do so like that. The one thing that I really want to make a point of saying here is that we often talk about faith, but we don't spend a lot of time talking about faithfulness. And to me, those words are very different. Faith is a, uh, well, it's a, it's a noun. It's, it's, a, it's a belief system. It's what you believe. And so many times we feel as Christians that if we can just get that belief, we're good. We think that all we have to do is just say, I believe, I'm safe, I get to spend the, the eternity in, in the land of fluff, and I'm, I'm, I'm fine, and I don't have to worry about anybody else. We often see that in our communities. We see people that call themselves Christians doing a lot of damage to a lot of people, uh, not welcoming people, and saying that, well, if I just believe this, and so I don't have to worry about you. I don't have to worry about welcoming you. I don't have to worry about being your friend because I'm safe and that's all I need. Faithfulness, faithfulness, that's an action. That is how we show the world what our faith is. That is how we echo the faith that we have inside of our hearts. Whatever we believe inside of our hearts, the faithfulness is what we project it is what we share. It is what we give the rest of the world. It's how we treat our neighbor. And remember, uh, we say this almost every Sunday, our neighbor is everyone. Everyone. So if we believe in Christ, who is a message of love, are we sharing that? Is our faithfulness actually sharing that with the rest of the world? I, I want to give you an example from... Uh, the book of Matthew. Jesus had just got done, uh, he, he had just finished taking uh, uh, the brunt of a lot of criticism from uh, uh, religious leaders and stuff about him not following the rules. He wasn't following the rules. And, and specifically, uh, he wasn't washing his hands. Uh, and, and well, today we would chastise him for not doing that. But he, back then, he wasn't, do, he wasn't doing ceremonial things. And they were uh, criticizing his disciples. They were criticizing him. And he was telling them that you don't have it in your heart. You can follow this. Whatever, whatever you take in from the world is not where you uh, get your faith. Your faith comes from within. And that's what you share with the rest of the world. And he's walking around with his disciples after this. And he sees a Canaanite woman. Now, a Canaanite woman, for 
Almost from the, 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 the first time when Abraham first met God, the Canaanites were people that we were not supposed to associate with, be with. They were terrible, terrible people. There were wars, there were arguments, there was separation. We had nothing to do with the Canaanites. They were icky. In the Bible it says they were icky, Greek translation, icky. Yucky, yucky Canaanites. If you see one, don't have anything to do with them. Walk on by. The only thing that you can do is give them one of these. I hate you. And then just walk on by. But otherwise, have nothing to do with them. And this Canaanite woman runs up to Jesus and says, Teacher, my, my daughter is, is struggling with, with demons. And now demons, what we might say is a physical illness, we might say emotional distress, we might say, you know, but back then it was just demons. And she says, you've got you've to help me. This is a Canaanite woman of a different world, a different culture, different everything, going up to a Christian God and saying, you've got to help me. Now, his disciples, they're saying, oh, wait, wait a minute, uh, that, that's a Canaanite, you know, you get out of here, you don't want to have anything to do with it, you know, I hate you and all that kind of stuff, just move on. And they're encouraging Jesus to just move on. Jesus, Jesus had uh, something that I wish every one of us was gifted with, and that is sass. Uh, he had, I mean, he was the king of forgiveness and kindness, but he was also the king of sarcasm and sass, and I loved it. He sees all of these people judging this person over here. After he just got done talking to people about that it's not the actions, it's, it's the faith. And so he sees this display here, and he knows that this is an opportunity for him to set an example. And so Jesus takes the role of the religious leaders, and of the disciples that are with him. And he says, hey, I've been called here for the Israelites, not for the Canaanites. And the disciples are thinking, that's right, that's right. You can, we get him, we, he's ours, we're safe, we get to go to Fluffland and all this stuff, we get to live in for eternity and stuff. You, we hate you, all that kind of stuff. You just get out of here. This is our God. Jesus says, you know, it's, she, she gets on her knees. She's persistent. She does not say, uh, she does not let him say that she cannot be in this community, even though she is an outcast. She knows she's an outcast. She knows that in this world, she is the scum of the earth. But her daughter is in need. And she jumps to her knees. And she grabs hold of Jesus. And she says, my daughter needs you. Jesus sees all this, and he sees all the things that are happening. He sees people just, oh, they're looking at him like, do you, understand, do you know this person's lifestyle? Do you know who this person is? And he sees that he's attracting a little bit of a crowd of people that are waiting. And so he humors them a little bit. He says to the woman, it is not okay to give the food that is meant for the children, to give that food to the dogs. Now, when we read that today, that's harsh. 
And Jesus knows that's harsh. He's trying to show the people around him their own prejudiceness, their own judgmentalness, their own bigotry, their own hatefulness. And so he's playing the game. Meanwhile, this woman is at her knees. And she says, even, even the dogs will eat the crumbs from the children's table. She's not taking no for an answer. Her faith is not letting her move away. Her faith is saying, this is the answer right here, and I deserve it too. And that's when Jesus gets this huge smile on his face. <laughs> she said all the right answers. And she says, woman, your faith is amazing. Your daughter is healed. This little display, this little show, he was showing to his disciples who were being closed-minded and bigoted, he was showing them that her faith, the one that they chastised, the one that they wanted to send away, her faith was bigger than theirs. A Canaanite, you can label whatever you want on that. Outsider, a person that is different, different culture, different lifestyle, Whatever, whatever you, term you want to use, you put in place of the word Canaanite, and you got us today. We, like I said, we think that faith is just a belief, and we're safe. And we think that that actually gives us permission to be the chosen ones, and we get to tell other people that they're not allowed in here. If they do want to come in here, a lot of churches love to do this, we will welcome you, but you do have to change. Jesus did not tell this person that she had to change. He did not stop and say, you can't be a Canaanite anymore. He did not say that she was not her honest self. What she did say, what he did say, is woman, your faith. I have, I have a feeling that he probably called her by name, but the Bible was written by a lot of guys, and they just like to put woman in there. But I, I have a feeling that she, he, he said, you know, Nancy. <laughs> a lot of Nancys in the Old Testament. <laughs> that display showed the religious critics, religious leaders, and showed his disciples, his own disciples, how bad they sounded. Because see, once that woman was saved, once, once that woman was, her, her daughter was, was healed, once that woman was welcomed, then the words that he said about the dog really sounded counterintuitive. They really sounded judgmental. They really sounded mean. And they were supposed to. Christ wants us to know that when we are not welcoming somebody, we are being mean. It's as simple as that. When we are not opening this door to community, we are being mean. 
This display tells us we are not allowed to call people dogs. And we're not allowed to call people other names, too. It means that the people that we feel might be different than us, they might look different than us, they might identify as different than us, they might be from a different uh, culture, a different... To us, in our closed mind, it might be from... To us, they might feel like they're from a different world. And what Christ is saying... You could learn a lot from their faith. The minute you close your eyes to them, you're missing out on that opportunity to learn from somebody that might be more spiritual and more disciplined and might know me more than you ever have. We like to play the Savior sometimes. We like to go overseas and and help people, and and we like to welcome people in and tell them that they they have to change, and we like to give money to things and all this kind of stuff, but we really think that it's us giving to them. And what this proves, the message that Jesus was saying about her faith was that it was her giving to us, a Canaanite, an outsider, one that didn't belong. And in that moment, he uprooted years of permission that these folks had to be prejudiced and hateful and uninvitive. In just that moment, he tore that to shreds. And if he's doing that then, 2,000 years ago, why aren't we doing that now? Why, why aren't we showing the world that Christ is love? Why, why aren't we showing people that Jesus is about inclusion, about inviting? Why, why aren't we showing people that our differences can sometimes be a good thing? Why aren't we showing people that church means community? We, we call ourselves neighbors because we believe that uh, like a neighborhood, you never know who's going to be planting their house next to you. You can't have any power over that, but you can control how you react to it. You can control whether or not you love them. We can control if we love My, my prayer is that we look at this incident and we ask ourselves, am I just being a person of faith or am I showing the world faithfulness? Am I showing the world what I truly believe? And if I truly believe that Christ is love, I better be showing it. Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, sometimes it is hard to get along with our neighbors. Sometimes it's hard to see. Uh, sometimes we fear what we don't know. Help us, help us to stop, to pause, to listen, to appreciate. Help us to see this world as a world that you love. Help us to see our neighbor as a person that you love. 
and help us to love like you love. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. You know, we talked a lot in this, in this message about um, uh, the outsider and the way that we treat people that are different than us. I, I, I want to make sure that we also understand that many times we do feel like the outsider, that we feel like the dogs, that we feel undeserving of, of God's love. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure, I think it's pretty safe to say that every one of us at one time has felt uh, like the people judging, but we've also felt like the person from Canaan. Whoever you are, wherever you are, I really hope that you know that, that Christ's love is for you. It's for all of us. And I really pray that we can make sure that everyone knows that, especially in today's world. There's a lot of division going on, and there's so much that love can cure. Love God, love yourself, and love your neighbor.